Um, right, okay, let's start. Hey guys, do you want to see me do the intro? Do you want to see me do it again? I just oh my did God, the intro. It was so quick. It was it's so the, quick. It's like I'm the Flash. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Filming and Podcast. Um, I'm I'm slowing down specifically so that you can all hear me without being like inside the speed force because I'm going so quick because I'm the Flash. I'm not I'm not a like a terrible person. I'm Xander from the Filming and Podcast, and we're here to talk about the Flash this week. Hamish and Joe with me. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. Today we're talking about Flash Gordon, uh, <laughs> a classic. Film. Absolute banger of a movie. Sam Jones. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, no, unfortunately, yeah. we are here to discuss the uh, <clears throat> the Flash. Why, unfortunately? Listen, we'll get because, to it. Because I know what's coming <laughs> we'll from Xander, it. we'll and it's it. like... I enjoyed the movie, but like, oh, we're, I know we're, we're gonna we're gonna discuss it at length. We're gonna do a non-spoiler review and then a spoiler review. But before we get to this movie that that has to be talked about, um, has anyone got a moan for me? Anyone want to tell me a moan? I'm a gigantic moan. I nearly swore, but I'm trying to be better with it. It's impossible um, to keep out this moan. It's it's really it really. A bleep in there. I did it silently. Um, so, my issue is is that these like new comic book movies that are coming out um, and, and series as well, because Marvel is currently its biggest offender, is that the it's right. Secret Invasion. The writer for Secret Invasion has come out was told not to read a single Secret Invasion comic. When writing the show. Yeah. Why? Like, Secret Invasion is one of the most influential um, comic events that has ever happened in Marvel. And even up till like, today's comics, it is still affecting how characters are written. The, not only am I annoyed, but the, the, they've boiled such an influential event into six episodes because it's WandaVision all over again but they why are you naming it something that it's got little to no ties to you and I I, am I allowed to spoil things in this mode am I um for the for the first episode yeah do what you want awesome right it's made very clear, right? It, we, we discover that in Secret Invasion in the comics, the UK has an equivalent to S.H.I.E.L.D. named MI-13. MI-13 is this massive um, superhuman spy division, and it's all very fancy. But it's made very clear that in this rework of... It's not a rework. This pretender to the fucking show that... They have no traits to the throne. They, they, yeah, no, they. The show is a scroll. It's a fake. It's false. They bring in the UK. They name drop a character like Union Jack again, a massively influential Marvel British character, and then who's played by, oh, what's her name? Joe, help me. Um, Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. She's the descendant of him, and. When asked if she knew anything about that character, she said, "No, I don't know a thing." To be honest, this this could all be a I ruse, think, though, because we just have to remember there's five it more. It could be a gigantic ruse. However, I made I made ruse. worried by the fact that 
it's it's name dropped that they are working for MI16. Thus, they've not read a single comic. The the UK has such a gargantuan role to play in the Secret Invasion comics. And it's so obvious that they have done nothing when it comes to research. It, uh, come on, guys. You know better. We know better. Stop. Call it something else. If you're not going to call a white Volkswagen a blue Ford. You know? I do. I know you do. But <laughs> it, it makes no sense calling it a story that it's not. And especially Absolutely. it's not inspired by. If anything, it does disservice to the original writers of that story. Whenever you produce a TV show, Damn. which is dog. Although we haven't had the full series yet, so we don't know. Jody, um, get out the fuck out of Marvel's butthole, Christ! I'm, I'm being, I'm being oh, really fair to them. Oh, we've said. They're, trying, they're trying to put your people out of business, bro. That is very true. Very true. That's can I? I've got a moan that's sort of on the it's very smooth. Is it the same thing that I just mentioned? It's a very smooth transition. Sort of, but it's more of a broader thing. It's because there are two things that come under it. Go for it. Um, it's human be human beings being treated terribly in the film and television industry. So, Only hot takes on the film all, podcast. <laughs> first of all, coming from coming off from Hamish's moan, you've got the um, secret invasion titles that are fully AI generated, which is one, it's 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 just lazy. Two, it lacks soul. Three, it's not creative. And four, it's. AI bad because it steals from other people's work, existing works, and puts it into that. And also, it, it it means that someone, some artist, doesn't get a job, which is absolutely terrible. A human could literally create that themselves because the reasoning behind it was, oh yeah, we because they're like in Secret Invasion, the world is fake and you don't know who to trust. We thought an AI an AI titles would really fit that, but cap humans could make that. Humans could recreate cap. that. You know. Thanos doesn't exist, but they created that with CGI, didn't they? They can create a fake Wait, sort of title. Thanos isn't real. I oh, really sorry, did think sorry. they got a gigantic purple man in. I, ju- I just, I, j- I thought it was perfect casting. That's crazy, no, bro. No, I, no. I, I completely um, agree. Marvel is like packed full of amazing artists. They're a comic book company. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. They have no it's, excuse. You know, and and also, um, similar to Marvel, uh, it's come out today that the artists on uh, across the Spider Verse were really overworked, yeah. and they they've been coming out with complaints and how they're like, yeah, Beyond the Spider Verse is not coming out next year. There is no way it is, and they were overworked, having eleven hour days, um, having to do like five versions of shots at a time sometimes. Oh, it's it, it shouldn't be the norm to treat your artists and the your the people that work for you like shit yeah absolutely man you know that that thing about um across the spider verse i saw earlier and i was just like this really sucks because now i like it's gonna like it's a it's sort of it's an amazing movie it's gonna have a little asterisk next to it you know Hmm. um amazing movie people who made it did not enjoy making it i yeah what what i will say for across the spider verse is that it's very obvious that it was it was a passion project for the artists. There's so much time and effort 
that's been put into <clears throat> like the alternate designs for everyone i follow some of the artists on instagram and they're now uploading all these like unused designs and such and it's clear that there's so much love and passion put into it that i'm i don't want to tarnish it by some sort of like corporate greed i i want to still let them have their podium because <clears throat> the animators really shone in that movie yeah i mean yeah i mean it's testament to them that even under these conditions they've created such a beautiful looking film yeah um, and they they have put so much work into it, but it it is just a shame that. But all, you know, you know, it wasn't done under good circumstances. Screw the screw the higher ups, you know. <laughs> yeah, didn't Amy Amy Pascal was saying, um, "You've come to make a movie. You should expect this sort of thing." And it that, wasn't exactly those words, but it came it was, across as like really like. That was in response to one of the specific quotes <clears throat> about being made to do like five versions of a shot, or like five amendments to it, or whatever. And it's like. Okay, I get, like, you know, if you're making a live-action thing, you might have five takes of something. Or you might, like, there's people like David Fincher or Stanley Kubrick used to do hundreds of takes of things. And yeah, that's a lot of work. And it's... And yeah, sure, it, that's part of movie pro, the movie-making process. You might have to do something a couple more times just to get it right. But it's the fact that they're not being paid enough to do it. And they probably, like, weren't paid as much for each amendment they would made to do. And the fact that they were working 11-hour <clears throat> days. Like, it sort of adds up. So, yes, that is part of the movie-making process. You make, you do something, it's not quite right, you have to do it again and do it again. And that's okay, but it's when you stack all those other things up against it, it's like, ah, maybe cut a break. Um, maybe, maybe pay him a bit more. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the film was meant to come out earlier, wasn't it? So it's a good job that it didn't, because otherwise <clears throat> that would have been hell for the uh, artists. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, two very good moans and very related to the movie podcast. Well done, guys. I've got a moan that well, is hey. completely unrelated because we're allowed to. It's our podcast. We are. We can do what we want. Uh, my moan is yeah. that today was my last day at work. Uh, I, I, I had, I've had to leave my job because I am moving home and out of um, the city I'm currently in. And I'm going back to move in with my dad. Um, and it's listen I love my dad this is not against him at all but this sucks um, and to, today yeah, was not yeah. a fun day um, I've, I've had to say some, <clears throat> had some people that I really care about and that I've uh, spent a long time getting to know and it's um, it's just a sucky thing so my moan is that life in general sometimes has sucky moments but yeah. Don't let that deflate you, because there's always silly things like the Flash to talk about. I'll be able to say, don't let that deflate you, because you have a weekly, you have weekly episodes <laughs> of the Film Me In podcast. So look forward. My to mental it. health hinges on <laughs> the Film Me In podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> that's my moan. Um, what I will say before we get into the main topic, I want to take a moment here before I forget to mention that. We are now back on YouTube. So all, yeah, we are. all of the episodes, the audio files are now up on YouTube to watch along. And there's a fun little visualizer every week. And the posters now are available on Spotify to watch with each ep- to look at with each episode. And so each episode will look unique. Um, starting from this week, all the episodes on YouTube will come out in order. For some reason, they've all been coming out in the wrong order. But uh, I'm trying to fix that. 
So if you go to our YouTube channel, the link will now be in the description. It's um, Filming Podcast. Look for the same logo. And um, you can now listen to the uh, these episodes on YouTube if you are so inclined. Um, I think we're going to try and uh, put some clips on there in the future. Now that I'm moving home, I've got a bit more time. Um, I'll, I'll try and edit some things down so you've got li- small, slightly smaller clips on YouTube as well. Mo- things are moving forward. So, yeah, check out the YouTube channel. It's it's in full force. And, um, yeah, hello, Joe. The posters will also be the thumbnails. You'll get to see Exactly. That. And they Beautiful. look <clears throat> sick. Um, so, yes, make sure you check out that. The link will be in the description. And thank you in advance. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And if you, it, as it's on YouTube now, you can illegally download it. And, and edit it to your to your uh, to your. Uh, if you whatever, want any whatever. out of context no, clips of us, that. then feel free. Go at it. Um, Download and edit. Yeah. Please don't. Joe please is don't. the perfect <laughs> out of contexter. <laughs> download it. Download it all. Put it for an AI thing. Capture our voices and make a whole new podcast. Oh my god! We could. It's our voices. No, because I could. To- no, because I know the AI Maybe that they use that, for that. People might do I know that. the AI. Joe, I can make you say anything I want. Oh, my God. Ah! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, no. going to make Joe say some heinous things. Happy birthday, Joe. Heinous crime. Um, shall we move on, then, guys, and talk about the real reason we're here, which is friendship. Friendship's great, and The Flash is yeah. also a movie. Um, it came out. It's pretty. Good. It came out last week. We all went to see it, and we have some thoughts. Before we get into the thoughts of what we thought of the movie, I'd like to take a moment and go through the, the, the how long it took us to get here. <coughs> so, um, so I have a little timeline, and I'm going to go through this. So, this movie was first announced in July of 2013. Oh, at Comic-Con, oh, along hell. with Batman v Superman. Um, and it was announced with a 2016 release date. It was going to come out before Justice League. That was in July. That's 10 years ago. Then, So they didn't keep to their original release They date, did then. not. So then in o- October 2013, no. Ezra Miller was cast. That's also 10 years ago. Um, the studio then set its eyes on... Uh, James Wan to direct. Obviously, he exited the project and went on to make Aquaman. Phil Lord and Chris Miller started writing The Flash in April of 2015. Then, in October 2015, um, Seth Graham Smith took over writing the script. And in June 2016, um, we finally got a proper director on board. It's Rick um, Famuya. I've butchered mm. your name. He yeah. did. Um, he did some of the Mandalorian yes. episodes. Um, and then in January of 2017, we got a new script written by Joby Harold. Um, and then in July 2017, The Flash became Flashpoint with another new script. Um, in January of 2018, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein flirted with directing, and they. Um, they went on to direct Game Night and Dungeons and & Dragons, and they actually have story credits on this movie. Ooh, um, okay. In March 2019 to July of 2019, Ezra Miller tried their hand at writing with Grant Morrison, Christina Hodson, um, and they all write their own version. 
finally, in July 2019, we get the director that sticks with the project. It's Andy Muschietti, who uh, directed It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. In 2020, in August, Michael Keaton is announced as he's returning. Um, Sasha Calais uh, joins a Supergirl in February 2021. The cameras finally start rolling in May of 2021 for this movie. And then you've got the whole saga with Ezra Miller kicking off around like June, July, August of 2022. And then somehow the movie is now released in... Um, what, what was the official release date? Over here, it was the 15th of June, 2023. And it has come out with a resounding... Meh. All that time, all that effort, all those creatives. And we've come out of it the other end. And we're just like... I'm not going to remember this movie, I'll be honest, guys. It's... I'd, 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 I'd love to like find out about all these what all the stories were for these different scripts. Because yeah. I'm presuming not all of them were, you know, he... Oh, Well, whatever the story yeah, of this one is. Alice. I don't want to give spoilers. Yeah. I um, I want to point out, this sounds deathly like the Michael Bay Transformers universe when they're like, we've got a writer's room. We paid all, like, all of these Hollywood writers, all these creatives to come in. And they all, like, sat down for, like... They made a massive book for the lore... Then there's only ever been one copy made, and Hasbro still has it, and it's still all, but it's all a bit crap. Um, um, this, the the fact that it's taken this long to get made and get released reminds me of a film we watched a couple of weeks ago, Morbius. That was also in development hell. Took ages to get released. It came out, and it was like, oh well, this is kind of bad. <laughs> and has a questionable actor. And has a questionable lead actor. I was about to say, now we have Craven coming. Oh, oh, are we going to mention that trailer? He bites a nose off. He does. Tasty. He gets his powers from lion blood, because that makes Let's go! Scrum diddle. (laughs) We're back in the Sony universe! Scrum diddly umptious. I can't wait, man. I can't wait for that shit. I think it has something to do with (laughs) Spider-Man. Oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. People (laughs) pointing at the trailer and being like, there's spiders in the trailer! Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that, man. You know you're in a Sony movie when there is mild references to Spider-Man because I do they even technically own him anymore? Live they action? Don't. No. <laughs> they can't do anything! Ah! It's amazing, I love it. Um, but the Flash. So it is currently sat on a meh 66% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with an average rating of 6.3 out of 10. And the audience score is 84%, which is, it's fine, it's it's good, but it's not like, 84% audience score isn't like amazing. And it's got 7.3 on IMDb. Um, who wants to take the reins first on this? What are your initial thoughts? Oh, I would love Yo to go on, um, <clears throat> So, you know, going into this film, there was the knowledge that, one, we have the questionable actor... Which you know we do not condone any of their actions. I think that, sh- oh, that should yeah, be mentioned. Yeah. Only the hot takes on the. <laughs> there should be a given. There should be a given. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, going into this, there was the you know questionable actor. People were saying that the CGI was bad. And it wasn't a very good film. And also there was the knowledge that you know the DC universe is being reset out of this, and uh, it's basically going to be reset in this film. Um, so we didn't have a lot of hope. 
for the film. And and also we'd heard little tidbits of other stuff, which was like, ah, not good. So I sat down and I found myself really enjoying it. And I, I turned to you at the end, Hamish. I was like, I actually quite like that. I, I, had, I had a lot of fun watching that. So um, what you're saying is you like, totally agree with Tom Cruise's review. Yeah. Right, this is... <laughs> can we mention this? This was so weird. That, what a weird way to market a movie by showing it to random celebrities and paying them money to say it was incredible on Twitter. That's so weird. Because they got like a weird scatter grab of, of celebrities. They got Tom Cruise, Stephen King, Terry Crews... Like, do 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 you want to hear what Tom Cruise had to say? Go on. Um, he said it's the kind of film Hollywood needs right now, and proceeded to personally call, I believe, the director, and Shay. yeah, yeah, and say how influential the movie could be. That's the thing, though. This is I I like the film, like, oh, because like, why Tom okay, Cruise? Okay, no, I'm not going into spoilers. But the, f- the first and second act are so good. It's slightly let down by the third act. But I had so much fun. Like, there's there's the... Uh, I don't, I don't want to get spoilers, but there's an action scene in uh, act one, which is great. And there's the... I'll do an action so you know what I'm talking about. So the opening scene with Ben Affleck. He, no, no, the other bit. He's in, the he's other in, bit the, with he's the, in the trailers. With the, no, with the... The, the bit with the microwave... The microwave. Everyone has seen this on Twitter, Joe. Everyone has seen this on Twitter. The baby shower. That is such a cool... Like, the CGI, questionable, of course. But I had so much fun, like... I want to explain it later on, because, you know, it's spoilery. But I had so much fun. And then they're like... Ezra Ezra Miller... We keep saying this. uh, They're questionable. But... I enjoyed them in this film. This is probably the most I've enjoyed them as the Flash. And, you know, there are two Flashes in the trailer. They interact with each other. Those are some of the best scenes of the film. Just them, like, riffing off each other. It's so fun to watch. Um, It's it's genuinely funny. I I literally went like that in the cinema, clapped and laughed. Joe claps um, when the plane lands. (laughs) I do, I do. I'm like Tom Holland. Um, It's creative. I think it is very creative. There's some nice bits in there and references. Um, Yeah, it is slightly let down by the third act. The CGI is ropey at times, but I did have fun. Um, Hamish, do you want to go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! Right, okay. So, um, as the resident (laughs) film me in gigantic loser when it comes to the world of comic books. Um, <laughs> this movie, um, <laughs> quite like my moan, it, it has the idea of a flashpoint. So Barry runs back in time, changes something, he saves his mum, and the world changes because of it. Yeah. We get that. However, this movie is... I'm, I, if my memory serves me right... There is one thing which is vaguely similar to anything that happens in the Flashpoint story. Aside from that, it's all different. It's all completely changed. And oh my god, I hate it so much. 
I'm a such a gargantuan fan of Flashpoint. Yeah. And I I know some pretty avid Flash fans who are not, but I'm massive fan of Flashpoint. And they have the actors to do the init- the initial story. They have the actors, they have the talent. They won't it it's not a, it's not a spoiler. We all know that Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot are in this movie. We all know that. They have the fucking actors to do what happens in the Flashpoint story. Why didn't they do it? Why are you breaking things? Why are you changing things? It's not broken. You don't need to fix it. Like, just adapt the bloody book. The book that just... is the best seller. Like, what was like a bestseller the book that brought in the fans the book that is bringing fans to the cinema to sit and watch a movie called flashpoint based on the book named flashpoint it's why are you changing called it? the flash why why are you changing it like actually no on the title card it said it was called flash. it just said it was called flash yeah i thought that was weird i was so confused um i just remembered this is slightly off topic but wasn't it rumored that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to play like a, an older Bruce well, Wayne? Well, in, they cast him as Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman. And yeah. se- seemingly saying, yeah, we're going to do Flashpoint at some point, And we got fucking Negan to do this. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. For, for those who aren't aware, in the, in the Flashpoint book, Barry runs back in time and so much has changed. Bruce is the one that dies in the alleyway and it's his dad that becomes Batman. Flashpoint Batman is a scary motherfucker. He shoots people. He's Gotham is so much worse. Somehow it's worse than it is. Um, he, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's so like psychologically like twisted, and I love it. Why didn't we get that? What is wrong with you, DC? Like. You're actively, like, spitting in your own coffee before you drink it. Like... See, that does sound very cool. But at the same time, I'm not upset because I still like what we got. I... Okay. They can do this as a separate thing. If they're building up the DC Universe on its own again, build up to that. Look, in my my own opinion, what we got (laughs) is fun. It's fun, and I appreciate it. I said this to Joe when I came out. I was like, it's not what I wanted from a Flashpoint movie, but I appreciate it. And I think it would be a much better movie if it wasn't seemingly, quote-unquote, based on Flashpoint. Um, I think it would have been a much better thing because when you, whenever you say Flashpoint, for instance, the entirety of Flashpoint's background conflict is that Wonder Woman and Aquaman are tearing Earth apart. The Amazons yeah. and the Atlanteans are going to war and they quite literally wind up nuking the planet. And it it follows these like surviving humans who are just trying to get by. And Barry realizes just how screwed up the world is. Not that Zod's arriving and oh no, I guess like here's Zod, that one guy that realistically the Justice League can pro or even like two members of the Justice League can deal with. Yeah. Like it, it just when Barry was like, I've created a world with no metahumans. It's like, oh no. Except you, the guy who runs at like above light speed and can time travel and just like 
I don't know. Delete someone with a flick of your finger. Like, get a life. Um. Okay. I I went into this and I saw so much of this movie on Twitter, and I was like, oh, we weren't going to talk about this. We weren't. Gonna, we were going to move on and talk about something else this week, but I saw it and I was like, okay, we have to talk about this because there are so many things in this movie that I have that I'm shocked at. Either in the they are like genuinely gross or like kind of good. This movie is kind of good. I agree with Joe. I think the first, absolutely, the first third of this movie works so well. And Ezra Miller is having a lot of fun. And, like, they clearly had a lot of fun in Hawaii as well, but that's a separate thing. Um, (laughs) They're really good on screen. They're a great screen presence. And they're clearly funny. Like, the interactions between the two Barrys are so good and you can see how one of them is very much like the one we got in justice league a little more immature and the other one has grown a bit and you can see that and i'm like okay i like this also like most of the stuff we see in the first two acts are not in any of the trailers everything from the third act is in the trailers because they wanted to show as little of um ezra miller as possible and I get, I get yeah. that from a marketing standpoint, you don't want that. But also, like, you kind of have to go into this knowing that this two and a half hour movie, around an hour and a half of it, you're just spending time with two Ezra Millers. So I, th- I think it is, it is testament to the film though that you kind of that sort of thought that you know the stuff they've done it sort of switches off because you're enjoying their performance so much. Like I know it sounds bad, but I didn't mind watching them on the screen. Well, you kind of got to. I enjoyed what was going on. You've kind of got to shut it out a bit. Like I, you uh, know, like it, separate the art from the. Yeah, artist. it's like you can watch, you know, you can watch Seven still, and it's got Kevin Spacey in it. You know, you've kind of got to, yeah. you've kind of got to make that mental block. Okay, like I'm watching a character now. I don't, you know, it's if they come out with a new thing, and also this is like, I know there's so many other people involved in this. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah. Um, and you know they're not going to be in anything else ever again. So it's it's, it's easy to solve. Um, Michael Keaton returns as Batman. We mentioned that up top um, for the first time since 1992. So it's been 30 years since he's here. And he is actually all right. A lot. He's still doing. I've it. heard a, I've heard mixed things about his performance, and people saying he's just there for like a cash grab, cra- a cash grab, cash grab. But yeah. I don't think he is. There's some moments in this where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's actually like trying here. He actually cares well, about this a little bit. I I know a little bit on this. Go for it. Um. So Keaton, um, way back yonder when Batgirl was uh still going to be released to the public. Yes. The idea was that Keaton was going to take over Affleck's role at the end of this movie. Yeah. Keaton was going to be the new DCEU Batman. We know this because in behind the Batgirl, shots. there's like murals with Keaton's Batsuit and an original Robin suit, which is amazing. But we know that Keaton was meant to do this. We also know that there were talks for a Batman Beyond style movie. 
um, with Michael Keaton in it. And if the Flash movie did well, it was going to be lifted off the ground. We now know that it is certainly not happening. Uh, that was confirmed oh my in God. the past day or two. The, it is currently, right, the movie cost 200 or between 200 and 225 million dollars. Probably on the higher end, including reshoots, some some estimates go up to nearly 300 million. Um, so far, it's been out nearly two weeks, and it has made 144 million dollars worldwide. That is abysmal. It is it is heavily speculated that this weekend in America, Spider Man into the Spider Man Across the Spider Verse's third weekend will outgross the Flash's second. Yeah, that is crazy. That is what? beyond nuts. Yeah, there, this there's movie a is a. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. This there, movie there is, is a colossal financial failure. Just, just to tie off though, what you'd said about um, Keaton, Keaton does he works his ass off in this movie. So I have a theory as to also why, but he works his ass off because he's you know he. When he was filming it, he was under the impression that he's going to be the new Batman. It's not like the, you know, bringing Harrison Ford and that back for Star Wars, where it's just like, oh, the old characters are back, oh, they're, they're grumpier than usual. No, he, was, just, un- he know, was under the impression he was... He... No, I mean, like, it, it just felt like Michael Keaton hadn't gone away. Yeah. And I, I would, be, I would have been happy for him to be the new Batman. Yeah. Or to be the, you know, returning Michael Batman. Michael Keaton is a really great presence. Yeah, I really a, like Michael Keaton. My, my my little like fan theory in my head as to why he's working his ass off on set is because uh, Sony have nabbed the vulture. <laughs> um, no, because I, I I Michael Keaton clearly had a lot of fun on the comic movies he's worked on. Yeah, and now that Sony have inhaled him into the Morbius verse, um, he knows <laughs> for a fact that he's not going to get a vulture movie. Uh, he knows for a fact that the only time he's going to show up next on screen is with Morbius in tow um, and is thus working his ass off trying to get some sort of a stable footing in DC the next time we see him will be the Craven post credit scene where they're trying to recruit it has, oh, it has something to do with no. Spider-Man I think it's got something to do with Spider-Man who's Spider-Man? the spiders that fell on you earlier <laughs> Um, He's like that, but he's a man. I'm craving for some Spider-Man. Oh, no! No! I'm craving for some Spider-Man. I'm craving for a taste. I'm excited for when Um, he says it's craving time. We also get the debut of uh, Sasha Calais' Supergirl. Really interesting interpretation on Supergirl. Absolute goddess. Um, I love her, but she's not in it enough. Yeah. So... So her design, um, I initially thought it was a design based on a Supergirl called Sir L, who's from the future um, of DC. But it turns out she's actually heavily inspired and is not even inspired, completely designed off um, a spin-off game from DC called Injustice Gods Among Us, which um, it one of the best DC stories ever. Long story short, Superman loses Lois Lane and goes full, like, tyrannical ruler of Earth, like how we see in the nightmare sequences in Injustice. In that, he hallucinates... Like, Lois Lane was pregnant when she dies, and he hallucinates, at one point, what happens in a world where his child did not die. And it is is the spitting image 
of her. Um, oh, wow. I, I'll, I'll, for those, um, super girl. It, for it's those, bad, it's bad podcast. It, it's it's bad podcast etiquette. Um, but what I will do is post a little picture in here. Um, in I'll put it in that chat. There is very bad podcast etiquette. She's called <laughs> Lara Lane Kent. Oh wow! And for those who want to go look it up, oh it God. is the spitting image. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's nice that DC are uh, looking at other properties that they have. I like that. I, I think I prefer Supergirl with black hair. I dug it. I I, I like it. Um, I dig it too. Yeah, yeah. She, for sure. I like. She had. I like. Yeah, I liked her as Supergirl, but I just wish she could have done a bit more in the film. Um, apart from being mostly CGI for a lot of it, and you know. Ooh, yeah, we'll get like, there. The, we'll get there. We'll, and we'll, we'll get. We'll get there. So, um, I I want to say other things I liked in this. Ben Affleck, um, I I really like Ben Affleck's Batman. I always liked Ben Affleck's Batman. I did All, too. Always liked him, and it's such a shame that he's kind of been dicked over so hard. Um, but he's also like you know really solid in this, um, and we get an, a really great performance from um. A actress called uh, Maribel Verdu, who plays Barry's mom. Agreed. She's mm. so good, Wasn't man. She in... Agreed. Wasn't she in Pan's Labyrinth? Is she? Let's. Have is that the same woman I'm thinking of? She <coughs> is in Pan's. She's Labyrinth. great in that. Yeah. She is in Pan's Labyrinth. And she, she, like, there's some truly emotional scenes in this film as a result of her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, oh. and yeah, I think I think the movie does have um, it has a lot of issues, and we will get to it. CGI is a massive one. There are so many scenes where the the visual effects look at best unfinished. It looks like previs. It's that bad at points. The the shots of the final battle. Um, that we see in the trailer with all yes. the soldiers and such. Um, for those, for those who haven't seen this movie yet, um, whenever you're watching it, look at the soldiers really carefully. They look as if they're rendered in a PlayStation Two. It's really bad. Like the way they're running is like it's really like blocky and like I don't care if you say it's how the Flash sees it because. The flash moves. At super I understand speed. that. Though. I don't like, because stop it looks. At first, crap. stop making excuses for this crap-looking movie. I'm not. I'm you just are. Saying, You're like, buying it, into it. In context, there is a a bit of the film that makes sense with that reasoning. Reasoning. I refuse to believe this because in Justice League we see the flash move super quick, and not once does someone look as if they are at home. On Mario 64. Not, Not once. once. Because Zack Snyder actually knows how to use visual effects. It's la- And also we had time to do it. This it's is lazy. such a rush job. It they looks- had 10 years! They had 10 fucking they had, years! They had 10 years, but it, they only started filming this two... Well, they started filming it two years ago. But they've... They had to have done better than this. This is abysmal levels. The fact that this is, they've agreed like, yeah, this is okay. We can say this and it's fine. People will believe it. 
It's bullshit. It is so terrible. This movie costs so much money. And there are so many visual effects artists that probably did as good a job as they could with the time they had. And it looks truly abhorrent. There are moments in this that I can't stop thinking about that. I'm like, oh, wow, that is rough. <clears throat> okay, there are there are the moments that look like the Polar Express. But I... Some of some of it was either charming, or it, the 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 big the thing that we can't talk about because I don't I don't know if it's in the trailers I didn't watch all of them, but I can understand that. Um, but I I will I will say yes there is bad CGI. So, a lot of the time with the Flash's suit, where it is just does not look like he's in that suit. I, that brings me onto a point. I I actually wanted to say. I think all the suit, like, Ben Affleck's, not Ben Affleck, ben, a ben Affleck suit wasn't great. The new suit that he wears. In this, in this one? Yeah, in this film. Um, I think, I do kind of like the Flash's suit. Um, and Supergirl's suit is amazing. And Michael Keaton's suit is really cool. Um, I think this is really great. This is another reason that DC will always have a bit of my heart. Because you can tell, contrary to what you said, Joe... Most of the time, you can tell that they are all wearing the suits. Oh they, no, I, I I believe that um <clears throat> the Flash does. Ha- there is a physical suit that they use. Yeah. Whereas for, whereas for in shots. whereas in Marvel, when I don't believe for a second any of them are ever wearing one of their suits. No, I don't think there is a a, a proper Black Panther suit or a uh yeah. No, not for a single second. Like, do I believe that? E- no. Even let me amend that then. There are some shots where. Ezra's Flash looks bad in the suit, but a, a lot of the time he, it, the character looks good in it. Um, I kind of it, it does it like a physical. I kind of like the design when when it's all. When, I think when it's like dormant, I don't think it looks as good. But then with all the like yellow light, yellow orange lightning around it, I think that looks kind of cool. I feel like Hamish might disagree on this one. Wait, what? Like when the lightning's coming off it? No, yeah, when when he's like. You see that shot of him when he's got like the the strains lighting up on the suit. Oh no, I love that. I that's think that looks the, really cool. That's I, how the Flash should look. I, I think I think when it looks when when it's dormant when there's no lights on it or anything, I don't think it looks as good. I okay, I bounce. Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think the Flash's suit, like in the CW, when it's just like the kind of red, the leather. Yeah, I think it works. I think that minimalist design works um however he's a superhero he runs at super speed there's got to be a little bit of flair to his suit you know yeah the, whenever the suit's lighting up and you see like the sparks of lightning coming off him it looks phenomenal well i what i've never appreciated is how in all the past movies they've made his lightning blue um and now yeah. suddenly orange that is a thing with these with speedsters in DC. Um, the color of their lightning means a lot. Um, usually, yeah. it depicts how fast they are, what type of speed force they're connected to, because there are multiple different forces out there and different types of a speed force, um, which I'll get to in our spoiler-free in our spoiler zone. Yes, we're um, nearly because there. we are there, nearly there's there. some things to discuss there. Um, but yeah. It's. I, I've come to the conclusion that it chops and it changes, 
especially in this movie because the directors either just wanted it to change color or they couldn't be bothered uh, with continuity yes yeah, it's, it's one of those isn't it yeah it's one of those can I also just say this does not feel like a two and a half hour movie it doesn't I will give it that it doesn't I, I think there's a middle section that feels a little bit longer but I'll, I'll go with you I, I don't think it drags as much as it could as a side note the flash needs to have a chin strap on yes. the suit it needs to. I swear there was one in the trailers. No. And they removed it. In they, he had a collar at a point. Yeah. And they removed oh, that okay. so his neck looks really weird. It needs a chin strap because otherwise... Or just like a chin piece because otherwise... I feel like if Ezra Miller opens their mouth, it just like kind of swings. You know? <laughs> like yeah. it's like a head knocker. It just, it just doesn't <laughs> feel right. It looks like... Everything else is protected, and they're constantly jutting their chin forward. This has been my TED talk. Moving on. Um, I I think Supergirl's suit is so good. That's like it's perfect. Might, yeah, it's so good. Um, right, we'll do like I guess like final thoughts before spoilers. Um, and and if you guys if you, guy, want if you guys want to give it a rating as well. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? I think. I think. I enjoyed it because um, it's a bit of fun, it's silly, goofy fun. Nice way to end the DC universe, but it's not really because we're getting Aquaman too. Um, I think I think it's a it never fun way to round it out. Um, but my God, is it not really a flashpoint? It's not the flashpoint. If you go into this movie thinking, "Oh my God, that amazing DC animated movie." flashpoint i'm finally gonna get to see it live action you're not you're not go home just go watch a better dc movie go go watch the animated version because it's so good please the animated movie is so good i was gonna ask the way you described it i do want to watch joe i will watch it with you bro can we watch can we watch on chat please because it's really oh my god please it's so good we can do that we can do that i mean if we're free tonight i'm happy to because like generally that sounds really i'd love to It, it is oh dude Amazing movie. Um, um, so I, you, you already know that <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm quite fond of the film. Um, fun, fun is the word. I had a lot of fun watching it. I don't think there were any points where I was like, oh, I want this to end. The, the third act is the weakest. It's the one you see the most in the trailers. Um, Batman's great. I loved seeing Michael Keaton back. Supergirl was great. Wish she was in it more. I enjoyed The Flash in this. It's probably the most I've enjoyed uh, his interpretation of The Flash. Um, and what else was I going to say? Yeah, I just had fun with it. Um, and I'd happily watch it again. And I'm, I, if it came out on Blu-ray... Oh, well, it will come out on Blu-ray. When it comes out on Blu-ray, I will buy it. Um, I will give this a 7 out of 10. Okay. So oh, I need to give a sorry. I need to give a rating out of ten. Go for it. I want. I want to say six and a half. Okay, we all ha- are at varying degrees of how angry we are with this movie, and how it sounds like we're all saying different things, but we're actually all closer than you think. I, I, <laughs> I did come out of this being like, I kind of enjoyed that. Like I did the same thing that you did, and that's why I was like, we need to talk about this because. It's, I mean, it's not, people are talking about it online like it's the worst thing since, like, Judas betrayed Jesus. 
but it's got 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's like solid. 84 audience score. That's solid. Like it's, I know, I know that's just like a number metric, whatever, but this isn't the worst reviewed film of all time. This isn't a Morbius. People are enjoying this and it's because there's good stuff in it. I think Ezra Miller, it's such a shame that they're a dog of a dude, but like, you know, what can you do? Some of the most talented people are, I guess, because they crush this. They're really good in this, and it upsets me deeply that I say that, because Warner Brothers pay me a lot of money, and I'll do the same, please, I promise. Um, I'm not getting in shape, though. Fuck that shit. I'll be in Ned. I'll be your guy in a chair. Um... I think it's got some really great introductions. I think Sasha Kale really has a future. And I'm begging DC to carry on with her as Supergirl. Um, Michael Keaton being back is really fun. It, it's got some fun action moments. The CGI is awful. It's got good supporting characters. It's really funny. The first hour and a half of the movie, I think he's really solid. Couple of bits that you know don't quite work. We'll get into that a bit more in spoilers. I think overall it's... And th there are some things what we haven't even mentioned yet that are really spoilery that are like, this is abhorrent. I do not like this at all. Um, but again, that's something we'll get to later on. Overall, I, I left it and I was like, it's a, it's a passing grade. I'd give this like, if this was a, a test, if this was an essay, it'd be like a C. So I guess I'll give it a six I, I maybe a 5.5 5. It, it does beg the question if Ezra Miller hadn't done all those things would you think of the film more fondly yes ever so slightly I think okay. I've been very nice to this no six six because that's 60 and that would make it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes I'd, I'd say this is don't go out and see it go I told my dad like he was like I'm, I'm gonna go see The Flash this week and I was like just see Spider-Man instead man it's better for yeah. your soul. <laughs> He's like, really? I was like, yeah, no, trust me. Please go and see Spider-Man instead. It's the so 2023 double bill. Start with the Flash. Be like, mm, maybe I enjoyed that, and then go see Spider-Man. And be I completely do find it, blown away. Yeah, I do find it funny how there was the a video of Michael Keaton going, "The film to watch on Father's Day is the Flash because <laughs> I'm in it as Batman." And I didn't realise this, but we went and saw it on Father's we did, Day. We, we did. I don't think we even realised it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Me, me, me and my dad Hamish, we went to go see. Um, it's all right, uh, son. <laughs> I enjoyed the Flash, Daddy. Oh, ooh, no, ooh, no. I didn't even need an AI yeah. for you to say that. Did, ooh. Did, 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 not, <laughs> did not need the extra DY on that, man. Um, yeah, listen, the movie's gonna like lose a load of money, so who really cares in the end? Uh, bring on the reboot, I guess. Fucking hell, James Gunn. Um, right. Shall we move into spoilers? Finally? I'm itching. I am itching. I have okay. some nerd lore to dip. If you have not seen this movie, go away. But also, like, you've probably seen most of what we're going to talk about on Twitter. Because so much of this has been on Twitter, it's outrageous. Um, I'm going to put the spoiler alert in now. There will be time codes in the description if you don't want to hear spoilers. And here... We go. I don't, I don't want no spoilers. Spoilers. Joe, you have your hand up. Shoot. Who wants to go first? 
me. I'm, I'm, I'm itching, but I'll let Joe go. I just wanted to start quickly with, I love the title card, how it started to come into existence, and then uh, he was interrupted by the people, and it sort of dissipates. I appreciate that. I thought that was really cool. I was like, ah, oh, I see what you're doing there. Can I spit on the story I like now? I, I like that as well, Joe. It was a fun title card. Can I spit on the story now? For a story about The Flash, it has, like, no characters really that are present in the... Like, actively present in the Flash mythos. And what ones are there, i.e. Jay Garrick, who has a weird, weird cameo. Right. Run down. Jay Garrick, member of the Justice Society of America. Before you start thinking, wow, those are the guys that you saw in Black Adam, you're completely correct. However, the <laughs> Justice Society of America do show up uh, in DC in different points of time. Sometimes they happen during the Cold War. Sometimes they happen during World War II. Sometimes they are the present day replacement for the Justice League. Um, in DC's combined timeline, they take place way before everything else and happen during World War II slash the Cold War. They are kind of meant to represent the golden age of superheroes. Um, because they all kind of like smile. They're like fair play, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, Jay Garrick has been uh, represented by two different actors. John Wesley uh, Ships, I'm going to yeah. butcher his name, um, who represents him on the CW uh, Jay Garrick in present day in the comics is an old man. He does him phenomenally, and it's really sweet to see him get to portray Jay because he used to play Barry during the old Flash TV show. In the so 90s, it's really yeah. in the nineties, indeed. Um, and then we've got um, Teddy Sears, who played a imposter of Jay Garrick, but who looks scarily like Jay Garrick. Um, in my opinion, Teddy Sears is the perfect young Jay Garrick. And in fact, there's a lot of people reaching out to Teddy right now on Twitter and at, like reporters asking him, did like what was his role in the Flash movie? Wow, it was really weird that we saw you there. It's AI generated. It's not it's not Teddy Sears. Um what they've done is they've fed the AI loads of images of a live action jay garrick and comic panels and because it's a young jay garrick the only person that's ever portrayed him on screen is teddy sears as a young jay garrick thus what we see looks dangerously like teddy sears but he's not he wasn't told I they, saw this. Uh, they had complete rights to use him really weird cameo second big one uh is the reverse flash dangerously missing from this story yes um, for those who don't know, uh, the entirety of Barry's mum being killed uh, is usually sometimes left up to a debate whether it's a random home invader or if it's the reverse flash. The reverse flash was a few in the future. He is a obsessed fan of Barry who recreates the accident uh, that gave him his power powers. Barry kind of steals his spotlight by accident, by no fault of his own. So he runs back in time because he's an egomaniac and murders Barry's mum, inadvertently creating the Flash. Um, a lot of people have some issues with that because the idea is that if Barry's mum was never murdered, Barry would still just be like a useless like hobo, like kid, like stoner, which we do kind of see in the movie. Yes. Um, that he never actually has 
the capacity to do good and to want to do good if his mum wasn't <clears throat> killed. Uh, which kind of makes him a bit of a shitty person. But, um... The direct... With, with the... Re- Ooh. I was going to say, with the reverse Flash stuff, I think this film is more about... I don't think he cares about who did it. He just wants to stop. He it, Basically, he just wants to prove that his dad didn't do it. That Very true. To, very true. I, it's, it's less about who did it yeah. and just trying to fix it. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is that the reverse Flash taunts Barry with this right the way through their time knowing each other. That it was him who killed his mum. And the director has come out and said the reverse Flash is the one in this movie to have killed his mum. Why didn't we see it? I saw a thing. I, I saw a thing online. It was like it, I, I get kind of see the idea that like Barry spends this entire movie knowing that things are inche- inche- like irreversible. Fate is fate, and you cannot change the past. To then in the sequel meet the reverse Flash and find out, oh no, it's just this dickhead that just killed his mom. Yeah, and so it could have been altered, but like. I, I kind of like that idea, but also like, yeah, no, it's it's also like Barry learns no lessons in this. But Barry's lesson should be that yeah. you cannot mess with things. Things are well, no, Barry does unchanged. learn that he lets go, and that that is a big thing. With no, but then point. at the end, he still changes the past, and it fucks with everything again. So That's he's still true. in another That's future. True. That's very true. the 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 whole thing with Flashpoint, the story, the core of the story, even the book and the animated movie. Is that Barry is so driven by grief. He's always that second too slow to save the person, like that person crossing the street, that person he loved. And it all begins with his mum. And the whole point is that it builds in the comics that he finally forgives Reverse Flash. And that is the ultimate payback. He finally forgives him for inadvertently creating the man that torments the Reverse Flash. Um. It's just a shame that it sucks. Um, that the director realized that there was massive fan backlash at the missing yellow speedster. And was like, oh, uh, yeah, no, he's there. It was him who did it. There's, um, so, many, there's so many... It's revisionist filmmaking. And I kind yeah. of hate it. How everything now is... Oh, well, this is actually how this happened. And just they're it, adding lore on Twitter. <clears> and I'm like, what? No. Stop it's put it in your movie. Other, other directors, other directors who are guilty of this are the Russo brothers, and it re- is really annoying. Really annoying. If, you, if, it, if it if it is the case, put it in the film. Don't. It's like with J.K. Rowling as well, saying, "Oh yeah, this happened off screen." Blah, blah. I don't want to cite J.K. Rowling, but no, I, I, I do. Like, if, if I do. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if if you know something and you like, okay, this does happen. It should be in the film. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It should be there. Like, there's, there's no point telling us that Reverse Flash did it. It means nothing because he's yeah. not in it. I, I it would only mean something if they're going to do it in the future, and they're not because DC's starting over. I, I like the idea that it was left ambiguous. However, what I don't appreciate is that they then came out and clarified because it's yeah, the same. They shouldn't have done. They that. shouldn't have done that. Um, speaking of heinous cameos and lack of right, cameos, yeah, can we get Xander this? is itching. I can I see the itching. man twitching in his seat. This moment was the moment I said, 
we have to talk about this. Yeah. Um, there are a couple. Did, did you did you know about any of the cameos going into it? Yes. Okay. I knew Can, about you know all of them. I knew about Christopher Reeve going into this. I, okay. I did. Too. Can okay. Can we quickly? Sorry, Zach. I know you're like itching no, please, on the edge of your seat. Can we quickly just walk <laughs> through the um the little DM messages that we had whenever I asked, "Is Nick Cage in this movie?" and you yes. said, "Hamish, I don't," because I I know a good bit on the Nick Cage Superman movie, and you went, "Hamish." Do you, I don't want to spoil anything. I said, Xander, is it in? Is he in? The, is Cage in the movie in block capitals? You went, yes, yes, he is. Hamish, I said, did they also keep the ten-minute sex scene between Ezra Miller and a dead rat? And you said, surprisingly, yes. <laughs> Yo, we're funny, man. <laughs> we are. We're, we're bare funny. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, ni- oh, ni- nice Scott Pilgrim. Nice. Ooh, nice. Ooh. That's lovely. I rewatched um, that the other night. Siwan will like that. Siwan will like that. Hey, Siwan, we miss you. Come back. Um, yeah, please come back. Be an so, adult. We're not be- being it. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need, we need voice, an adult. We need the voice right of reason. <laughs> um, so, yes, we get some cameos from dead people. The dead speak. Somehow, Christopher Reeve has returned. Um,. Yeah, no, Christopher Reeve and the actress that played Supergirl, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Um, Christopher Reeve specifically is a very dead man. He died quite a while ago, and they've used AI to bring him back into this movie, and it feels very gross. Can, can you... Do you know the further context on Christopher Reeve's like career and what Superman did um, to his I'm, career? I think you're talking about the other guy. Um, was it the horse riding accident that left him like paralyzed and no so was it the, was it, so it was you're talking riding, about George Reeves um me no Hamish because oh, oh um, am I thinking George Reeves you're thinking about George Reeves who is also a very very dead man who has been brought back by AI in this movie as a neat little cameo isn't that adorable um he has been brought what, George back. Reeves? George Reeves played Superman in the old serials in like the 30s and 40s. It's the black and white one you see, Joe. Yeah. Oh, was that him? That's him. So this guy has been plagued by Superman his entire career. He couldn't yeah. outgrow Superman and it made him kill himself. Oh my God. Because of this character. And then on the anniversary of his death, this movie is released where a dirty, dirty, gross, disgusting AI cameo of him appears. And we're all like, oh, yeah, it's him, hey! Where's Andrew Garfield? Fucking piss off, man. It's so gross. It honestly put the dirtiest little taste in my mouth. I couldn't enjoy the back, like, 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Andrew Garfield's not dead, though. I and as far laugh. as I know, he has not killed himself. I shouldn't laugh, but it's, it's giving me Vietnam flashbacks to an old producer who we used to have on the podcast. Who We went to see Into the Spider... Not Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Spider-Man... Um, far, no, it's not Far From Home. It's not Homecoming. It's No Way Home. No Way Home. And he's like... 
Venom's gonna be in this movie. Venom's gonna be the centerpiece of this movie. And then, like, the, the credits happen. He goes, Venom! It's Venom! <laughs> Wait, so just to check, you did actually mean... Yes, you I didn't realise that. I was like, what producer has been on this show? The, uh, okay. Aside from myself, the only other producer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even do producing uh, anymore on this show. I no. step, I've stepped in when I've had to do HR before I became a co-host, and that's it. I was just like, who's, who's the producers? <laughs> like this Hamish. Man, it's a bit of HR. That's amazing. <laughs> that's what, that was my role. I wasn't producer. I was HR. <laughs> And Xander knows that is all too true. I. Oh, 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 bro, no, because listen, fuck you guys. I do all the work here. I'm the producer. Um, I, I was, I was human resources for like. <laughs> oh. um, That's yeah. actually so much so... more an accurate title than producer. So... <laughs> no, but um, I, so, I, I, so this I cameo. I I knew about the Christopher Reeve. I knew about the I knew about the Christopher Reeve thing because I knew like there was the horse riding accident which which sort of paralyzed him, didn't it? I didn't yeah, know about yeah. I didn't know about was it George Reeves? Did you say George Reeves? I had no idea about that. That is, yeah. It's so gross. when I was defending the cameos earlier, or like when we got yeah. out the cinema, I had no idea about that. So I, I am sorry. The other cameo is as Hamish mentioned earlier, Nicolas Cage comes in, and now this confused everyone I was with because this is such a fucking niche reference that it's and it and it lasts the longest out of all of them that it's just gonna confuse most of your audience because if you don't know in the late 90s and early noughties Tim Burton was given the reins to Superman and he hired Nicolas Cage to be Superman the movie got into pre-production was being made there is a documentary about all this called the death of superman lives i recommend you check it out it's a very interesting documentary um and there was a producer on it i've forgotten the guy's name but he's a big weirdo and he was a big producer in warner brothers and he said you can make your superman movie with nicholas cage tim burton but there must be uh, th there is one rule in the third act superman must fight a giant spider yeah, I remember this. Weirdest guy. And they were like, um, okay, sure. So they started working on this. Kevin Smith, he's a big part of this as well. And then they cancelled the movie. And do you know what they used the money for? The money that they were going to use for the new Superman movie, they spent on Wild Wild West. That's why there's a big spider comedy. in it. And there's a fucking big spider That's in right. it. That's why. No, I was going to say that as trivia, but you beat me to it. I beat you to it. It makes so then, sense. So then in this, Barry's looking around at the multiverse like, Cutting shapes as he's running, like this <laughs> fucking hell, and he looks around <laughs> and spots and <laughs> miles away. <laughs> 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 he's cutting <laughs> shapes. 
Så vi rods. He looks over in the top <laughs> corner and he sees the fucking wicker man dressed as Superman fighting a spider. And he's like, that's so confusing to literally everyone else other than the 5% of nerds that have seen this weird documentary. Oh, but but oh, don't worry. Oh, I, but don't worry because... Um, by accident, they spoilt it. They released an interview too early yeah. to claim that Nicolas Cage was returning. So everyone knew anyway. It's fine. It, it's actually not a giant spider. It's a Brainiac who has turned into a spider. Fuck um, off, Hamish! Um, <laughs> it's a giant um, spider! Also, a, si- a side note, um, that, that Superman movie... Um, was also going to have another studio-influenced uh, decision oh, no. on it. Oh, no. uh, marketing, the marketing team had such a... Not the marketing team, like the merch team, had such like free reign over like turning that movie into this bitch that they demanded that Superman have a little uh, robotic sidekick that uh, turned into his... Like the, the S on his suit... Uh, there is concept art of that somewhere. Empire Magazine got their hands on it a few years ago. Um, that would have been the weirdest movie because Tim Burton is a fucked up guy, right? <coughs> Tim Burton. Did you has... see what he did to Batman? Like he changed yeah. everyone's perception of Batman. Can you imagine what Superman would be like right now? It'd be like like Zack Snyder has changed everyone's perception of of Superman with his with Man of Steel, thinking everyone today he's boring and he kills people. But Tim Burton's <laughs> Superman would have been very, very weird. Especially how, how, Tim Burton, how dare you Nicholas say that? Cage Superman. Zack Snyder has is the reason why Barry cuts shapes when he runs. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to say though about the the Nicholas Cage cameo. I read I read someone saying that. Um, the nice thing about these multiverse films is you kind of you get to reference stuff that maybe was cancelled. Like yeah, that, yeah, that is sure. cool. Like seeing, but that's it. This... Getting a glimpse of it. You know what we should have seen a glimpse of? Batgirl. The entire movie that was cancelled. The entire fucking movie. Yeah, we should have shown two, that. Been a two-hour cameo. Should have been a two-hour cameo. Release the movie, you tax-avoiding frauds. They, um, Release they, they, it. There were a couple of screenshots released mm, of, ba- of uh, Michael Keaton's Batman dressed, and the, and they lit him like in you know the proper lighting that that suit should be lit in, and it looks great. Yeah, it looks really great. And you're like, oh, this like, probably would think, be kind of like, fun. Do you ever think like it? that film would come out because I know that it's no. a tax write-off and it, it, it can't no <coughs> it that, mo- that movie Ever. can never see the light of day or Warner Bros own, owes the IRS 80 million that's so bad like, but like it's, never. It's, it's not like a Snyder it's, it's, situation it, it can never it, come out it will never the only people that have seen it are the cast and crew who worked on it who got a private screening. Release it illegally. Make them pay the money. I, I desperately don't care want about so- these big businesses. I, I'm you. not saying I'm encouraging someone to go and steal <laughs> the USB Legal drive with it on it. Someone do it. They, uh, someone leak it on the internet. Brendan, someone Brendan. do it. Brendan, Brendan do it. Do it. Have a copy. Like Hulk leak out. It. Hulk leak out. It. 
Do it. Okay, yeah. Lead your fans. Use the whale powers. Lead them. Ascend like the whale and breach Warner Bros. <laughs> they, um... The, what, what else has happened? They, um... Yeah, the Warner Brothers are also currently trying to offload $500 million worth of IP. What is going well, on over there? Including they some are... Batman films? I'm like, what? Everything is bankrupt. Everything is it's, it's almost as if going through the entirety of 2021 and releasing every single one of your films on your streaming service was a bad idea. Yeah. And then them all making no money. The Suicide Squad is one of the lowest grossing... DC superhero movies of all time because it got released on HBO Max the same it's, day. It's like their best. It is, is like their best. Um, right, other spoilers. You want to talk about your babies, right? They're gross, and the the scene is too too silly. No, I, it's, I, it is too Looney Tunes. I get I that. I get that. The reversed version of it when he stuffs a baby in a microwave. <laughs> Yeah, that, is, that, that for me is canon accurate. That for me is canon accurate, Ezra Miller. I, I desperately <laughs> just wanted to see the context, but I, I just love the moment when Alfred. Yeah, Alfred's in this film. Alfred is just on the the thing. He's like, um, "There's a baby," and then uh, the Flash is like, "Shower," and it's just raining babies. And I was like, "That is so clever." Like, I hate I, saying this film is clever, but it is. I'm of firm belief, by the way, that Jeremy Irons is the best Alfred we've ever had. Um, I think he's a fantastic Alfred. And we should see I'm, more Jeremy I'm, Irons Alfred. I'm waiting to see Andy Serkis do a bit more. But Jeremy Irons is, a, is a great. Jeremy he's Irons a, is really good. And man, Ben Affleck, ben Affleck got the best send-off. Like, that line is a good intro. It, no, not the, the intro's really good, but then, like, the... Um, that that scene he has in the um, in the alleyway alley. with, and then he he's chatting to it, and that that line is, I someone put it on Twitter a while ago, but it's like, it's so wonderful and it per- perfectly encapsulates what I love about his Batman, and then he and then he says, oh let's go for a drink, he's like not tonight, and then goes, and that's like, a really nice way for us to like leave this guy off, but also like, you bastards, you, you bastards, like, this. And this is like, say what you like about the CGI, but I think this is a very well directed film, and the action in the beginning is very well directed. Like when, like there's this big explosion, uh, like I think the, the Batmobile explodes or something, and he just comes like twisting through the flames, and then his, yeah. his wings extend. I'm like, that's Batman. That it's we should so have got cool. more. We should have got more that, street that, level Batfleck stuff because that was I, that great. is a brilliant callback to Batman's very first uh, front cover issue. Uh, where he is tilting through the air with his wings extended it's on a so nice, cool. ex- like yellow sunrise. Yeah. Um. So I'm really glad that Affleck got that recognition. Uh, I, whenever you said say what you want about the CGI, I very nearly butted in and said, "But the 10 minute sex scene between Ezra Miller and the dead rat was amazing." That sounds like a Harry Potter book. Ezra Miller and the <laughs> the, dead <laughs> the dead rat. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I saw a comment of someone saying that oh, uh, Batfleck's not very good in this because he's making quips and jokes. Have you not seen the Adam West Batman? Batman is yeah. not just a one-note... These, you oh. know, he's allowed to make jokes. Also, like, have you seen Zack Snyder's Justice League? He he's makes jokes funny in, in that. Yeah. yeah. Does um, anyone I'll... else really want to go back and watch the Snyder Cut now? 
No. It's so good. It's not. I want to. It, I really it want to. It's um, not. I don't need the. I don't need the thirty-second shots of a glacier just to understand that they are indeed. Oh, but the music's good over cold. it, so I'll forgive it. All I saw on Twitter was, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I hate this movie. This is. I can't believe this got released. All this." And then I'm looking, and I'm like, it's "Did we watch the still, same film?" It's still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I know that's obviously not a metric, but that shouldn't be a way I look at movies. But I'm like. Clearly, like, clearly someone liked this. Like, quite a few people liked this. And I I sat there and I was like, this is, I kind of enjoyed this. Like, there are there are a lot of moments in it. Um, I feel like we've talked a lot of shit about it because there's a lot of shit to be taught, but, like, there is still some good stuff in it. The um, action, for instance. Keaton's, Keaton's Batman. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Hearing, hearing the Keaton Batman film, Batman film, theme. Batman theme, in full was just I got goosebumps amazing listening to it. I, was like, oh, I, so I turned to Joe in the cinema when that happened and he did genuinely look, at, look like a child like I, I had just a big defied reality face. and if, saw that Santa Claus was indeed real my mouth was literally to, open if this movie wants to make you watch anything it's Batman 89 because yeah. that movie slaps hard I've still never seen Keaton's Batman movies oh what yeah. They're good. I watched the Clooney movies and swore off old Batman. Right. Oh, speaking of gonna, Clooney's we, in this. <laughs> are we going to mention that? Because now apparently George Clooney's Batman in this universe. He's not. He's not. What we Can don't confirm. I, I'm guessing it's just a fun cameo. It's. I don't know. It seems like a, but like, a is, weird. Is that way where we're going to leave? It. Is this where we're going to where we're going to leave everything off? Also, Ben Affleck apparently filmed a cameo for Aquaman. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing that's being rewritten with George Clooney in it. To keep continuity in this dead universe. Yeah. Oh yeah, another thing. Aquaman's in this in the post credits. In the post credit scene, a really weird post credit scene. Yeah, I I, I looked it up because we were like, is there a post credit scene? And it said, yeah, this one's a doozy. I'm like, okay. And it's just Aquaman drunk in a puddle, and, and then the it. Flash just leaves him. And that's it. So, it's oh, not even that's, like that's, that's how we're ending. That's how we're ending this. Yeah, okay. it's not even that funny. Like. I, what what I will say is that it is somewhat nice to see that these like the Justice League are genuinely friends outside of <coughs> what yeah. they do because in Marvel, like in Marvel, They're it seems that they all just kind of show up to like watch the bombing of Iran and to shoot a laser or two, and then off they fuck. It it like, it, 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 it was nice to see. it humanizes them. It was nice to see Batfleck, Wonder Woman, the Flash. And Aquaman all in one film. It is a shame about Cyborg, but you know it's completely understandable I mean, why he wouldn't come back after the yeah, shit that I'm, was put on his lap. Yeah, I'm look. I wish the guy all the best. He did a phenomenal job mm. with Cyborg. Absolutely. I. It's just a crying shame that DC have allowed their allowed their reputation with one of the most representative black superheroes out there and the most influential black superheroes to be tarnished in such a way yeah I think, I think it, for, for me like it's such a shame that all this is being ramped up now for James Gunn so we get Blue Beetle in like less than two months and apparently that's the first movie in his universe but then we're not getting anything until 2025 I'm like I say leave it till 2030 
I say shut everything down at DC, leave it till 2030, and then start fresh. Give people some breathing space from this the, franchise. Yeah, they're too close because together. It's too close. People get confused. Just leave it to die for like, t- like I said, five years. Give it five uh, years. <coughs> with let absolute... it die. Let it die. Let it let shrivel, shrivel up, up and, and die. die. Give it just time to rest and breathe. Bring people back in with a new Superman movie in 2028, 2030. And then we can go from there. But right now you've got this absolute shit show where there are three Batman in it. Then you've also got a new Batman coming out that's going to be directed by Andy Machete in 2026, is it? The new one part of James Gunn's universe. You've also still got Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, people get confused. Like, general audiences won't know what's going on. So you need to leave this, let Matt Reeves complete his trilogy, and then restart everything. Because, like, I, you can't have all this going on. You just can't. It doesn't I think work. It, it, I think it also is, it sort of tells you how much of a shit show this DC universe has been in that one of the main superheroes, Superman, when was the last time we saw... Oh, okay. Black Adam, I've just remembered. <clears throat> but, like, he's in this. But it's like a, a news thing, and you do not see his face. It's like well, no, we do see his face. It's CG'd <laughs> oh, during sorry, the time a... sphere. But I yeah, from from Barry's perspective, so we can understand why he looks like a plastic man. Why couldn't they just get the fucking clip of it? Why does it? Why why is it so bad? I don't know. Um. <sighs> I'll be honest, guys. I'm getting tired. I, d- I don't know I what else too. there is to say about this I've got, movie. I've got lots to say. Quick fire. Quick fire. When they first meet uh, Bruce Wayne in the mansion and he throws the pan, it's like the Batarang scene in, in Snyder Cut. When he, like... It's in slow it motion. Is, and he yeah. sees it. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, that's fun. That's fun. <clears throat> I like that. So there's that. Um, Sick reference, bro. Dude, your references are out of control. Um... Yeah, Batman and Supergirl die. Oh, yeah. So unceremoniously, they were clearly meant to come back at the end. That was not meant to be the last time we see them, because they are killed off so unceremoniously. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Although Batman does go out like a Chad. Like, he does a kamikaze, and then he does, like... Like, the spinning thing of, like, when that the big guy's trying to get in, and it spins. The Japanese Empire. Yeah, and then he like wrestles that guy. I mean, he does get thrown off and absolutely destroyed, but he he yeah. he, he, does, he puts a lot of work into it. Um, yeah, Zod isn't in it much, but he doesn't really need to be. Michael we, Shannon we know does he's just... not want to be there. No, does not want to be there. Um, oh yeah, and the dark is it the Dark Flash? Is that what he's called? Yeah, that yeah. was spoiled on the back of a pop final. So I knew that was in the film. I went in there into HMV, and on the back was Wonder Woman and the Dark Flash. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's happening in the film. Um, yeah. Also, got got like less than a minute of screen time. So yeah, there's like a solid hour, hour and a half where you you see him like near the beginning, and then for an hour and a half he's just he's just gone. Um, and then he's in a dream for like five seconds, and then he's right at the end. Yeah. Needed there needed to be something more on him because it, it's it's an interesting idea, but it it seemed like the plot of 
the Buzz Lightyear movie with the the yes. Was it the older oh my Buzz? god, it is! Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, yes. oh, they're doing they're doing the older Buzz. Um, I also think that um, <laughs> I, I I was pretty sh- pretty sure that we I said on this podcast when the trailer came out for the Super Bowl theme, there were two flashes. I said, guarantee one of them's bad, and you're like, no, there's no way, there's no way. And he was. No, he I was think the dark I, I think I think I was talking to this with C1 though because we were like, oh, I, I bet that one of them or the 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 younger one will turn out to be bad. Yeah. Oh no, wait, no, it was after it. we saw the dark flash on the box. We both turned to each other and were like, I bet it's the younger one. And we were right. I mean, she hasn't seen the film, but <laughs> she doesn't want to. Don't you know? But yeah, no. You know, we were right. Um. um anything else, Joe? Sandy, you're really done with this film, so I want to continue to find things to talk about. So, uh... <laughs> Bro, if we were um, an hour and a half, this is already like, the longest one we've done in about a month. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I, okay. Did you want to mention the music? I, I can see you've been oh, listening yeah. to it on your Spotify. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it right now. Um, of course, the Michael Keaton Batman theme was in it. I, I smiled a lot of that. Unfortunately, not all of it is on the soundtrack. Just listen to the original score from 1989. 1989. Um, There is a hint of Michael Reeves' uh, Superman theme when he pops up, which is cool. Um, I I like the Flash's new theme. I think I prefer it to his one from Snyder Cut because it's more fitting to the character. There are hints of the Man of Steel soundtrack with the... Was it the World Engine? Like The sound that that makes is in the score, which is quite cool. Um... It, 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 the school kind of reminded me of John Williams in a good way um, and I just got a notification saying he's composing the music for Craven so that's just been announced so uh, yes I'm Craven right. some Spider-Man <laughs> um, is that it? is that everything? have we, have we, have we covered are we the free? actually there, there are have a few we more things it? There, are, there are a few more things I want to make no I'm kidding Let, let's wrap it up let's wrap it up Let's wrap this up. Um, altogether, yeah, no. Listen, it, do your own research. Decide whether you want to go and see this. And, like, we watch this so that maybe some of you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, but go and watch Spider-Man. Spider-Man's watch, still in cinemas. Go watch the animated movie. Yeah, go go see Spider-Man. And what comes out next week? The new Wes Anderson film comes out this week. And Indiana, Indiana Jones, isn't it? Indiana Jones, go save your money for Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheimer, go see something else that's slightly more ethical. And, like, nothing in this, like, cameos and stuff like that felt celebratory like they did in Spider-Man No Way Home or, like, in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This felt It did kind of seem like cameos for the sake of cameos. Yeah, and it's just, like, people love cameos, so let's put all it's of the cameos like, in. It's like, j- oh, okay. just Just quickly, it's... The same with Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. The weakest part of that film is the cameos. They just You can necessary. tell when Marvel directed it and when Sam Raimi directed it. Yeah. And it is literally a the movie stops still for ten minutes. And I lets Marvel know, have a little wank fest. Because I don't know if it was you or it was someone in the podcast who said, Yeah, just have a, a row of Doctor Strange variants. Because this I is a Doctor Strange yeah, this is a Doctor Strange film. But off topic, off topic. Um Yeah, so yeah, go make your mind up for yourself, and you know, go see it if you want. It's a fun film, but yeah, there are problems with it, um, for sure. Yeah, right. For real, for real.
Um, hello Aww. from the spoiler section. I think I kind of taught myself into putting this down to a 5 out of 10. Um, okay. Anyway, before we go, does anyone want to sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Go on, Joe. Joe's. So, uh, as you all know from the previous episode, we have mentioned that we're doing a tournament of our favourite films. And what I'm doing right now is catching up with the films that I haven't seen out of those lists. And one of them is Kill Bill. I haven't seen Volume 2 yet, but Kill Bill Volume 1, I had so much fun watching that. Like, everyone mentions Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards. No one mentions Kill Bill. That that was so good. I've given it five stars. Like, me and someone watched it were like, why does no one talk about this film? It's so good. Like, everyone's kicking ass. And there's such a cool fight scene in the third act, and it, it looks great. There's not as much, many feet shots as you'd expect. It's 33 minutes in till you get your first feet shot. It's I counted. It's so good. Go watch Kill Bill Volume 1. And I haven't seen Volume 2 yet, but I'm expecting good things. So watch both parts. I guess that's the issue when you have such a stellar track record of making excellent movies. That even, even ones that are as excellent as Kill Bill sort of end up being your lesser movies because you've made too many masterpieces yeah. like kill bill for me i fucking love kill bill but it still ends up being like halfway down my list because i love everything else slightly more but it's just such an easy watch because it's just woman goes after people that wronged her that's the film and it's just such a fun watch i i had when i was 15 i did some work with screenworks and we were planning a film festival and during that there was a woman who was the same age as me and would not shut up about Kill Bill and how cinematically it changed her life and it has put me off watching Kill Bill permanently have you not I seen never it? Want to s never never have I ever laid my eyes on it unless but I'm like watching Watch Mojo and it flashes as a clip I have never Hamish. watched it but she would not shut up about it about the entire week that I spent on the University of Sheffield's campus doing it and she would not shut up about Kill Bill. But it's so good. But, but wasn't the message care. of this podcast that you shouldn't, like with the Flash, people saying it's bad, but you should go make your mind up for yourself. I've, you know what? You're completely right. However, I've made my <laughs> mind up for myself and I've said, wow, Kill Bill, stop being crammed down my throat. But... At the same time, you're not doing that. You've been very respectful about it. Unlike that person who will remain nameless. You can who has driven me... No, I don't know it. Um, oh. Who's <laughs> been... I just remember that she had a walking stick and had a thing for wanting to fuck Frankenstein. Um, the, the, the man the or the monster. The monster. The monster. Um, just to she had a weird, her. like, obsession with monster um, movies and make, them making her horny. But, um... Yeah, Kill Bill. I've been driven I'm, I'm off it. However, deeply disturbed by what you just said, Hamish. Hey, so I hope you know that. I'd I like know. to move on from it. Moving swiftly on. Yeah, I don't want to um, think about that again. I've got a recommendation. A better DC property to go watch. Go for uh, it. Star Girl. Star Girl follows the <coughs> TV series. Follows the Justice Society of America. Um them having been active right through the cold war the 70s the 60s and they are now all dead or missing and it is 
the descendants of the Justice Society of America, or in some cases some new faces taking up their mantles and having to fight off the villains that brought down the Justice Society themselves. It has one of the best openings to a DC TV show slash DC property of my like ever in my opinion it showcases the villains in a terrifying way it has a banging cast go watch the first step go watch the first 15 minutes if you don't believe me and try and tell me you're not hooked anyway thank you hamish um i saw two movies in the space of 24 hours at the cinema this week um both were preview screenings one was an unknown one and it ended up being uh, Pixar's Elemental, um, which I will not talk about because I just th- there's not much to say. It was just fine. But the other one I saw was the new Jennifer Lawrence comedy, No oh. Hard Feelings. Ooh. And I went to see it, and I really liked it. I think Jennifer Lawrence is a, you know, obviously she's a movie star. And she's always sort of tried to flex her comedy chops where she can. She seems in real life a very funny person. And so this seems like a great vehicle for her. And it's a throwback to the naughty sex comedy. She uh, She's hired by this uh, kid's parent, not kid, this teenager's parents to date their son for the summer and like sort of get him out of his shell and essentially have sex with him. Um... And if she does, she gets a car for it. It's okay, very simple. And it's such a simple premise. There's not much story to it. But, like, it's elevated so much by the performances of mainly Jennifer Lawrence and the kid who... um, He's not a kid. I keep calling him a kid. I'm sorry. Um, But the guy who uh, plays the teenager, um, Andrew Barr Feldman, they have great chemistry. He's so funny and she's so funny some really great comedic set pieces and also like this is what happens this movie is what happens when you put an oscar nominated actress in a sex comedy you get like really funny moments and great set pieces but you also have like really great dramatic beats and like jennifer lawrence can act her damn heart out there is a moment where she's listening to him play piano and on her face, you can see every single emotion and every single thought that's going through her head. And you're just like, you are incredible. Miss, yes, thank you very much. This is good movie. Um, this is good movie. This is good movie. I, I think you guys would enjoy it. And also the main character, the, the main guy is just like Joe. And it's really adorable. Um, is it? So yeah, no, genuinely, it's you. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Joe. That's so cute. So if you're gonna go spend your money on a on a brand new movie this week, you've already seen Spider Man. Don't go see the Flash. Go see this because it's because if if you don't go and see this, we don't get more movies like this, mid budget comedies, and you know, then all we get is superhero movies, and no one wants that because clearly the studios can't keep up with it. So um, yeah, no hard feelings. A solid movie, really fun. Can- can I just end this episode by saying that Gran Turismo film was like utter crap? It looks so bad. Like, and they, they've one, it looks crap. Yeah. Two, they've basically released the whole film in the trailer. And three, yeah. how they've edited the dialogue in the trailer—it's like they've cut every single word out individually and placed them next to each other. 
that looks yeah. abysmal, truly. So and bad. the fact that they, they keep trying to pump Neil Blomkamp's name on it like it's some sci-fi movie from the early 2010s. Like, nobody knows who Neil Blomkamp is anymore. I don't know Stop who he trying is. to sell it on him. He made, Dist- he made District 9. With the prawn? Dis- with the prawns? With the prawns. With the prawns. The prawns. It's a good film. It's a good movie. Um, so, yeah. Oh, there we go. Great. I guess that's the episode. Next week, what are we doing? I can't remember. You'll find out next week when we show it to you. When, and so, when we decide th- what it is. And when we decide what it is. Thank you so exactly. much to everyone for listening. As I plugged up top, the YouTube channel is now properly like a go-go. Um, go ahead over there. Listen. If you want to listen to the podcast there and the cool visualizer, um, go check that out. Um, Joe, thanks for being here. Where can the people find you? <coughs> Sorry. You could... <coughs> Sorry, I'm dying. You can find him in Star Wars Revenge of the Sith as yeah. bloody General <laughs> Grievous. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Cook11Joseph, uh, where recently I've been moaning about the awful side of Doctor Two fans and how they should touch grass. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Rebel Whovian. I haven't posted there in a while, but I might soon. Stay tuned. Um, and you can find me on Instagram um, at JoeCook underscore Digital Artist, where I post lots of digital artwork to do with Doctor Who and possibly some other stuff in the future. Amazing. Thank you, Joe. We respect <laughs> you and your terrible opinion about this movie. Um, Hamish, um, where, where can the people find you, bud? You can find me on Instagram at Hamish2864. The numbers mean absolutely nothing. I just couldn't think of a username. Boo. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at BeatenHamish. And you can also find me in your walls if you haven't taken your meds recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sander, where can the people find you? Um, head on over to our um, filming in pod official filming in pod Instagram and Facebook. The other links are in the description, um, along with everything I've already mentioned. Joe makes wonderful posts every week, and now you can see them when you listen on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon, all those other places, and on the YouTube. Uh, so they're not just on Instagram, but if you want to see them first on Instagram, go over there and you'll be able to see them there. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to our ramblings about The Flash. I'm going to try and edit this together into something coherent. Um, Next week, we don't know what we're doing. Sorry, we're bad at planning. But um, whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be good. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, do you want to see me do the podcast again? Do you want to see me do it again? (laughs) So, who?